Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hi, Meg. Hi, G. Here we are. Here we are. We're in person. I'm looking out at the beach. We're at Meg's house, which means we're at the beach. Yes. And I hear a nice breeze in the background. I feel at peace. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We truly just woke up. Just woke up. Everybody was so alert this morning. Yes, we are here in Long Beach because I feel like I'm in Long Beach often. But also, it was Meg's birthday this weekend. It was. 25 again. 25 again. (laughs) Um, Actually 26, but... But we love that. We don't talk about that. Yep. And we celebrated <laughs> Meg. Um, Vera and I got her a cheeky little gift that the listeners of the pod will know about. Yes. Maybe. We'll probably have to post that on the We'll Instagram have to post it, but look out for that because yeah. it was quite funny. It was, if you follow us, then you know what it is. It but. was pretty fucking iconic. I mean. um, if you don't know, it has to do with Brian Tyree Henry. So, like, we love that. Yes. It was literally the most on-brand amazing gift ever. I love that. Um, but I feel like, I mean, yes, we like love a cheeky small talk in the beginning of the episode, but truly there's so much to get through. Like, I don't even know what happened this week, but everything, basically. Literally, like, of course, I'm, I just like want to like be a Leo for a second. And like, of course. My <laughs> Megan, work, Leo, of, season Brady. <laughs> Megan, Leo, season Brady. Brady um, of course, everything crazy happened like culture happened on my birthday and the day before my birthday culture and it happened. was like truly just so much so overwhelming so much to handle but um kind of in a good way kind of in a stressful way but yes I mean this week was genuinely wild yeah it was definitely a shitstorm of pop culture like when we say the pop culture machine like truly worked overtime this week yeah. and I mean I, we do say that every week we literally every week say this week was crazy I know but some but weeks this week was actually out of its mind yeah some weeks I'm like it's crazy and then like three things happened but when I say that like fully we had we had to like we have similar ones we had to like parcel them out being yeah. like we want to talk about so much so like do Genuinely. we just begin yeah I think so I think we literally we're gonna have mostly the same stuff but a little few one-offs um just because like they're large stories and they involve like so many people yeah and also there's like some niche things that like I like that you're like you should like but like there's also things that, like you like that I don't like that <laughs> hey, I started posed didn't but I? I'll yes but I'll engage, I like in, <laughs> I'll engage in conversation because I listen so I have thoughts um I can start my this first one's just kind of like a what so my number five is TikToker. Oh yes, Addison Rae being best friends with Kourtney Kardashian and doing TikToks with Kourtney Kardashian's children. It's just weird. So like, un- like every week we say we're not going to talk about the Kardashians, but like this week we have to. I mean, everybody knows this one's a more lighthearted Kardashian thing, but like, I just truly don't understand. Because I, first of all, whatever, like, age is but a number, hee hee, but, like, Kourtney, Kourtney Kardashian is fully, like, 40. 40. I was about to say 50. 40. <laughs> um, and Addison Rae is, like, 20. Yeah. So, like, that's a bit weird. Also, it's, like, Mason and, like, P and the other one that I don't know the name of. Rain. Rain. They're, like, so little. Like, Addison Rae could be their, like, babysitter, but it's, like, weird because, like, she's the mom's friend and then she like went on vacation with them recently yep. and like Scott was there Scott. Yep. so like of course I pulled up an article because like we had to like make sure we have the facts straight so if you don't know now you know David Dobrik introduced them are we shocked no no I mean that guy like <laughs> insane 
So, I mean, also, like, I'm dying at this E! News, like, description of him. According to 19-year-old social media maven, like... He's 19. Maybe he's older, but that's what E! News says. Maybe their facts are wrong. No, he's not. He's 21. He has to be at least 21. They drink in his videos. Also, he's been around for, like, ever. Oh, Addison Ray is 19. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus. Which makes this whole thing even more, like, what? So, apparently, Courtney enlisted David to, like, um heighten or start mason's tiktok presence so she like told david to like make videos with mason so that mason could have a lit tiktok which like in general is like such first world problems like are you fucking kidding me genuinely this woman is like quitting their reality show because she doesn't want to work and she just wants to spend time with her kids and now she's like launching her kids reality star career like in the general scheme of kardashian slash jenner people like courtney is the one that bothers me the least because i feel like she just kind of like lives her life being rich trying to like be Gwyneth Paltrow knockoff like but she's absolutely a hypocrite totally like, like when her and do you remember when her and Kim like thought I don't watch my the show God. yeah I watched like, I watched that clip just specifically literally for that. beat each other up but whatever so then apparently it's like Addison Ray like went with David to like make some videos with Mason and then like she says she like stayed and like her and Courtney like kicked it off and then they started making like it says they made what was it butt butt videos like butt oh yeah i think they were like they were like workout videos or whatever i don't know yeah they were like um i we're making workout videos and like all this random shit i just like can't believe also i'm like is it is it weird do we think it's weird that they're like that age difference of friends like it's a bit weird it it gets it gets weird because they're in completely it's i think it's the same thing with like a really a romantic relationship is that there are certain people who can make it work, I think, when there's a big age difference, when you're at a certain time in your life. So, but the fact that Addison Rae is 19 years old, it's just like a completely different, like, viewpoint of the world, look at the world. Like, if she was like 29 and Courtney was like 50, I don't know, maybe it would be a little bit but less. I, but yeah. it is, it is like, I don't judge it because like my parents have a big age gap, but like, it, it's like, it depends on how you look at the world and like your your viewpoint and like what you've experienced. So I suppose like maybe Addison Ray, like because she's this TikToker, she she's like worldly. I don't know. I don't really know a lot about her. Is like I, I think about, but also I think Courtney's super immature. So I think that that I think that's why. Yeah, I think about like Sophie Jonas Turner, whatever. Yes. How she's like young and like, but she's lived so much life because she became famous at like thirteen. So it's no, different. definitely. But Addison Ray literally, like I saw on her TikTok that she had only has only been on TikTok for a year. So like, she's literally only Isn't had she? this fame for like a year, which is crazy. And then also, I feel like in terms of just like the TikTok world in general, this idea of like these houses that people like go in and they like these friendships are bred or bore off of like the idea of making content like you become friends with someone because you make content it's with all them. very manufactured it's a bit weird so yeah. like even this situation it was like in the e article it was like yeah we just like go over there and like make videos and like she went on vacation with them so they could like make videos i'm like that's it's so weird to me that like truly people just plunk people together in like a house or like put people together and then they become friends because they make literally like 30 second videos together but like when you remove that like what do you have nothing it's just so it's all very it, superficial I feel like tiktok is like i hate that it's we i talked about this too it's like i hate that it's starting to become so manufactured like it's funny yeah. because people are just like weird and funny yeah, like, we talked about it with celebrities who have these big budgets and jason derulo making like what like what did he say like 500k for a post yeah. for a sponsor post and like he has a whole production team that he pays to like help him work on his stuff and it's like 
and there are certain people on there who yeah okay like maybe their bits are getting a bit old but at least they're like doing it themselves you know what I mean yeah like there's and this is so stupid of me because I know he's probably like a horrible person but there's that guy two-turn Tony you've ever seen his TikToks he has the, he has the ducks Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does, like, shotgunning beers and stuff. And one morning, I literally just, like, went down a hole of his TikToks. I I didn't even find them, like, that funny. But I was like, okay, well, like, this guy's, like, making a name for himself, a brand for himself. Like, yeah, okay, it's off of him being drunk all the time and, like, owning pet ducks. Yeah. But, like, at least he's doing it himself. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think... Like, he's... And he's making it. He's he's living in his parents' house because of the pandemic. And he's literally just, like, he has his mom in them. So many people got famous during... On TikTok during the pandemic because there's nothing else to do. And, I mean, that's just, like, one specific example. There are other people. There are a lot of, like, very talented, very funny people on there who are, like, making their own brand. And, like... Like, there's that kid who... who, um, I I don't know his name. But he, he did that TikTok where he was, like... It was all like graphic design stuff, and he wound up and he was Spider Man at the end. Did you oh, see that? Yeah, he was I've doing like that. flips and stuff, and he got signed to some talent agency. Yeah, there's a ton so of really like, talented people. Like this guy Bowman, you guys probably. I mean, yes, yes. He's so funny, and he's so talented. Yes. And like, I love that he got famous on TikTok, but yeah, I think it's like those people I like love watching, and like the funny people I love watching, but I think it's like I asked I asked the, the listeners as well, how do you guys feel about those like hype houses also I don't know if like maybe people follow this niche part of TikTok but this girl Tati and this other guy do you know who I'm talking about kind of yes. she's like the she always like reacts to people or like she's like the person in like the other half of like yes. the and she like had this like TikTok relationship with this guy and she like went to go visit him like he was like if this gets a million likes like I'll fly Tati out to come see me and like it, it, it did and he did and it's just like weird I don't yeah. know it's like a bit odd um so not to keep musing upon TikTok but yeah how are we feeling about TikTok right now as it stands are we feeling still like excited about it are we feeling it's starting to get a little bit weird and manufactured as Vine did really quickly because people see you can make money off of it quickly and then it's like now it's becoming this like machine I don't know I think it's so hard in these day and age in this day and age for people to have or for apps and those kinds of like social media things to have their like essence in the beginning for a long period of time because it's monetized so quickly no completely I mean like (laughs) You heard my mom yesterday morning. She's like, I'm getting over TikTok. It's all the same. And it is true. I mean, it's yeah. like, obviously, like, we'll talk about it later. But, like, literally this whole weekend was all, like, as I was scrolling yesterday morning, it was, like, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor oh, Swift. Yeah. And then it, but then it was, like, every other thing was, like, the same TikTok trend done the same way. Like, not really it that. Old. It gets old. So it is, it is, like, becoming very, like, mass produced. And, like, people are just, you know, not, they're just copying other, what other people do. They're not coming up with their own creative thing because it's like cool to learn tic-tac dances and that's fine and that's something that was fun for a lot of people during the pandemic and like kept people occupied but i do think it is like it's got to find a new kind of path yeah a new it needs to be like breathed breathed breath new life whatever yeah whatever take a breather and and yeah but yeah that is my number five tiktok addison ray courtney kardashian weird as fuck but it's the world we live in. It's 2020. It is 2020. Okay, so my number five is um, a movie. <laughs> of course. Of course, but we watched um, The Kissing Booth 2 on Friday. Oh, child. This, this was a journey. Oh, man. And I mean, for anybody who hasn't seen The Kissing Booth 1, it was a movie on Netflix that came out two years ago starring Jacob Elordi, a.k.a. Zendaya's, Zendaya's boyfriend. Zendaya's boyfriend is the only and way to address that man and Joey King and it was based on a Wattpad novel and 
and um, it was kind of a pheno- it was kind of a bit of a phenomenon in the summer two years ago. Can you explain what Wattpad is? It's like if people can write like fan fiction, Got it. but Amazing. also like publish their own works and stuff. Like yes. that's I'm pretty sure okay, that's where Wattpad. fifty that's where Fifty Shades of Grey came from as well. Oh, and then like the af- Harry and then thing. like after yeah. the, which is the version of Fifty Shades of Grey, but written as a One Direction fan fiction. Yeah. I've, yes. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. You're so welcome. Um, and basically the premise is that Joey King is best friends with this boy and her older brother is like this like brooding like cool jock jerk but also is like trying to go to Harvard also like wants to go to Harvard and (laughs) gets into Harvard gets into Harvard but like her and her friend set up this kissing booth for the fair and then she ends up kissing her best friend's brother and then they like fall in love and date in secret and blah 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 but it was very much a phenomenon because it was it was kind of terrible like it was really bad but like in a, in a kind of enjoyable way, I yeah. think. I think um, that was the year Netflix made every movie that was terrible but quite enjoyable. Yeah, but, like, then To All the Boys I've Loved Before came out that summer as well, the first one, yeah. and that was, like, actually genuinely pretty good. Yeah. So so I was always firmly in the camp of, like, why are you watching The Kissing Booth, even though I watched it, like, four times. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, the second one came out on Friday on my birthday, Cursed. <laughs> um, and... What's funny about it and what I think a lot of people were looking forward to about it is that Jacob Elordi and Joey King dated for like a while after the first one came out and then they broke up and it seems like it was kind of a bad breakup. And now, as we said, Jacob Elordi is Zendaya's boyfriend. Also in Euphoria with her. Yes. And he's like trying to move on from this. He's like trying to be like a real actor. Yeah. He's trying to. And Joey King is as well. Yeah. And Joey King got nominated for an Emmy for the act on Hulu. So like they're both kind of like over it, I think a little bit. Yeah. But he's definitely more over it than she is. And so you could definitely tell there was like very much a lack of um, enthusiasm on his part in this movie, which like go girl, give us nothing. Um, But also the plot was incredibly stupid. Also, Meg, can you tell the people how long that movie was? Two hours and 12 minutes. Truly, you guys, when I say that, like, I started, I began the, the film with high spirits. I, I, then we found out it was two and a half, or two hours and 12 minutes, and I was truly shaken. And the thing about me is, like, Meg can stay up through a movie even though she's tired and or I it's, have like, to finish it if I start it, unless, like, I can personally like if I'm by myself I'll pause it and then just like watch it but I fully can't once I start something I have to finish it yeah I mean which I give you extreme props for so like I we won't like really go into I mean we will not spoil but we'll go into some stuff but like first of all I fell asleep in I'd say the middle 30 minutes of that film because nothing happened because I woke up and I was I didn't miss a damn thing so I'm just she was explaining reminding me of plot points the next morning yes so I mean, first of all, agreed. Zendaya's boyfriend giving us absolutely nothing but abs. So, like, we loved that. Um, Zendaya's boyfriend is hot. He saves the movie for me. Also, if anyone is a... I mean, I'm not a DC fan, but I'm a fan of the DC comic shows on um, the CW, which I think is a very controversial thing to say. But my favorite of those is Legends of Tomorrow because it's the most campy, because we all know Giselle loves camp. camp. Um, And... The girl who plays, like, Zendaya's boyfriend's, like, love interests adjacent human in this movie was a girl in Legends of Tomorrow, so I was already invested in her just, like, as a human. Beautiful um, girl. Yeah, she's stunning. Um, I mean, I Also have, the new hot man. Yeah, the new hot man who, his name is Marco Pena in the film, MVP. MVP. Yes. <laughs> um, 
I mean, there's a, also everyone, there's like two plots, kind of. The kissing booth plot is truly like not even a plot because the Dance Dance Revolution plot is the plot. She's trying to get money so that she can go to Harvard with her boyfriend from the previous movie. But of course Zendaya's her annoying boyfriend, best friend. But her best friend, who's his brother, Lee. wants to go to UC Berkeley because that's their plan because their moms went there. That's how they became friends. Their moms were best friends. If you guys remember, and, they have those rules and shit. Yeah, they have like, they have friendship rules, which is insane. But, um... But she wants to go to Boston. She's trying to keep it from him. So she enters the Stance Dance Revolution competition in order to in order to win money to go because her dad's like, we don't, I can't afford to send you across the country. He's in this like expensive house. I know. I think something happened in the first movie with their like money. I and like truly, um, and then like her best friend like hurts himself so he can't do it. So then like the hot new man like. Um, does the Dance Dance Revolution competition with her. And it's, like, insane. And, like... And you guys can probably assume what happens from there. I mean, yeah. if there's one thing I can, I need to speak about live and in your ears today, who, 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 who gave Joey King that raggedy-ass wig? I'm trying to understand who I'm fighting because Joey King did not deserve that disrespect. Why was there no part? Why could they have not given $50 more for a better wig? I know, I know that film had budget. Yeah, because um, what's his face? Jacob Lordy's hair looked really good. Jacob Lordy looked incredible, but Jacob Lordy's just—he probably just showed Zendaya's up. Though. Zendaya's boyfriend would never let Zen- or him go on that film looking raggedy. But like, yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I get that Joey King had to shave her head for the act, which I haven't watched, but heard she was great in. But like, that's the thing I don't understand. I'm like, we have budget for wigs, for better wigs. Why do we let people go out like that? It's so disrespectful to Joey King. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. I mean, Incredibly that's the only thing I can really Emmy remember. Emmy nominee Joey King. Emmy nominee Joey King, ex-girlfriend of Zendaya's boyfriend. <laughs> she is linked to Zendaya, so the disrespect is astronomical. Astronomical. I mean, yeah. The Kissing Booth 2, a film you have to watch, but also, like, I don't know. It's just... It's just a journey. You it have to watch. You watch yeah, it. I mean, everybody's going to watch it, even though it's two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on from The Kissing Booth, because it is truly not worth our time. Okay, so now I feel like we need to go into my number four. Yes. Which is exciting for me. Also, I mean, the, the absolute disrespect that Megan continues to show me in this topic is just astounding. So, Drag Race. Oh, my God. RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, it's coming back I for a spinoff. It's like a Vegas show spinoff, mm-hmm. which, like, I have feelings about. But the thing is, the thing we need to really speak about is Ru literally said she was like, I refuse. She predicted the pandemic, I believe. Because since the pandemic began, we have never had a lack of content. We had season 12 of Drag Race. Then we had Celebrity Drag Race. And then we've had season five of All Stars of Drag Race. And now we're about to have this Vegas adjacent spinoff. And I feel like when that's over, we're going to have another random thing. Because RuPaul is never going to not get that coin and also never not going to give us content. As we all know, season five of all stars ended and i'm not spoiling things because truly i haven't seen it but twitter spoiled everything for me we all also we all predict this from the beginning shea coulee mother of my life queen everything to me one as she should have if ju i call her juju jubilee juju b or um miss cracker would have won i would have been extremely distraught but whatever 
This is a call to you, Meg, to watch this Vegas spinoff. But it's also hard because, like, I feel like you just need to watch, like, the show yes. to understand the characters, the characters, the drag queens in the Vegas spinoff. But, like, I'm shaken by this news. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> ah! Oh, my God. No, it's not disrespectful. I'm trying here. I'm watching Avatar and Pose. I mean, Pose is an incredible show. Yes. But, I mean, it's just... No. I, I know I need to watch it. I know I I just knew you would really like I it. I need to. I just truly, like, have been slacking on TV. Like, it's I'm seriously, like, I'm still watching Avatar. And that was our second episode that I told, I'm pretty sure that I told you I was watching Avatar. I don't know if I could binge Avatar in the same way I watched it when I was a kid. Like, I love Avatar. And it really means a lot to me. But, like, I watched it, obviously, when I was, like, a kid and when I was yeah, on Nickelodeon. And I just, like, watched it because I, like, watched TV as a child. Um, I can only do a few episodes at a time. Yeah. It's very, not to turn this into a conversation about Avatar. I mean, it's very good. I'm almost done. I'm literally like, I'm like a third of the way through season three. So like almost there and like in time for Legend of Korra, which is dropping on Netflix next month. But okay. When does this Vegas spinoff start? It truly in August. Okay. But I like there's seasons So you need to text me when it's on so that I can watch it. Yes. There's seasons of, my mom watches Drag Race. Oh my God. Now. She's a queen, as we know. She makes my dad watch it with her. We talk about it every Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, this is the thing. It's just like an important part of culture. Yes. And I feel, (laughs) me like literally lobbying for you to watch this show. It's an important part of culture. It's just such a funny show. Everyone is so talented. I've, obviously, it's become very mainstream, but, like, it just is great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I okay, queen. Give me nothing. <laughs> Meg's literally like, Drag Race, I don't give a fuck. No, I do. I know. I do. I Just let me know when it starts. Okay. Because I get... Also, humans that watch Drag Race with me on this podcast, I need Meg... I'm trying to decide a season that she should watch to like start off to like really get her hype it's like when i was obsessed with k-pop we all me and my k-pop friends lol used to be like what's the song we can tell someone who doesn't like k-pop make them listen to that so that they won't be turned off by it you know what i yes. mean so like i want to give you a season that's like good and no, that you'll really. like enjoy and that like has a lot of people that like continuously show up in other seasons mm-hmm. so i'm like i'm thinking i want you to watch is it season five yeah, it is season five. The season with Alaska and Alyssa Edwards. Oh, yes. Because, which like, I've seen, seen clips from. The clips, yes. yes. Well, that's okay. also All-Stars 2, which is the best season of your Pulse Drag Race in general. Okay. So you need to watch season five of Drag Race because a lot of those queens are on All-Star season two. It just, like, only will make sense if you watch it. So I'm thinking season five to start. You guys let me know what you think if you watch the show. Hashtag let's get Meg to watch Drag Race 2020. Okay. You love Start to Start a social media campaign. Yeah, it's important. Okay, so season five, and then I have, I'm have i going to watch this Vegas one. Yeah, the Vegas one is just easy because it's just, I'll introduce you to the characters. The characters, okay. like me talking, like it's, it's literally like these are humans, like actual people. Um, basically, the premise of the show is that they're starting this residency in Vegas, and Rue takes like six or, or eight queens or whatever, and the gag is that like one of the queens is Derek Barry, who's like a Britney impersonator who like lives in Vegas full time, but also like Derek Barry is like trash and like no one actually really likes Derek Barry. And then like Vanjie, who's like Rue's obsessed with um has this like love thing apparently with cameron michaels it's just like gonna be messy oh my which is going to be interesting i think so much drama i know okay i love it but get excited i'm not trying to give you nothing i'm just I, I just like really need to watch it to understand i know i know so i will okay thank you i appreciate that 
I promise I will. I promised I would watch <laughs> you Pose. You heard it here first. I promised I would watch Pose, and eventually I, I mean, did do you start like Pose? it. What are your thoughts? I do like Pose. I love Pose. Good. I'm like halfway or like three quarters of the way through the first season. Um, so I feel like I'll watch it maybe this week a little bit. Okay. Um, try and finish it. Amazing. Also, Avatar. I'm trying to finish Avatar so so much. Um, and then I'm also trying to finish all of Brian Tyree Henry's filmography. So that's like where I get a little distracted. I know, but I'm I, I'm gonna make you watch this Vegas one because then we can talk about it, and then you won't give me nothing. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. I love you. You're giving me nothing. <laughs> I just oh loved when you God. said that earlier. Okay, queen, give me nothing. Okay, queen, give me nothing, <laughs> Miss Girly. Girly pop. Okay, my number four is the another disrespectful thing. Not done by you. <laughs> okay, good. Because I would never call you out like that on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're making me talk about someone later that like... I'm not making you. <laughs> you can just let me do some pros no, about girl, I have, her. I have thoughts, as you know. Okay, so this is about Mr. Zayn Malik. Okay, yes. And how disrespectful it was that he decided he made a conscious decision, put more of an effort, Mm -hmm. it takes more of an effort to not comment than it does to comment. And how dare he not tweet in support or in honor of the 10th anniversary of One Direction, a band that was together for five years. That's the thing. As Giselle keeps saying. I mean, that's really the gag here. It's like... Truly One Direction was a band for fully five years, put out five albums in those five years, and then fully went away for five years, but we're celebrating the 10-year anniversary of a band that was only around for five years. It was a special moment when they got together on The X Factor. Oh, girl, this yeah. is also no, mine. I know, I know, it's I it's my third thing. It's my third thing. Oh, cool. Is the 1D anniversary, because I also was an extreme stan. I went to their first Up All Night concert when we had to petition to have them come to your city if you didn't live in a major metropolitan city, which I didn't. So I was part of the people campaigning to have them come. I went to the concert. If you really go back in my Instagram, like, I don't delete things. I truly have a picture of an empty stage. Bad picture. But it just with the caption, Wendy. Um, (laughs) Wendy? I love them. I watched them on The X Factor. I was a stan. Liam King, not anymore, but I used to love him. I mean, I was also just as hype about the the 1D anniversary, and I do agree. I mean, if we're continuing on this this train, yes, Zayn Malik, King, give us nothing. <laughs> like, literally gave us nothing. Also, doesn't he it's have a team? Rude. Like, it's that rude. someone could have just been like, thank you, 1D fans. You don't even have to say thank you to the boys. Like, But all the boys thanked him, so that's why it's rude. I know. I mean, like you were saying, Meg, like, he would not be engaged, or not, is he engaged? having a child with Gigi Hadid unless um, One Direction was a thing. Literally. But also Zayn has a history of being trash. Like, as we all know, I have, I'm maybe what Little Mix's number one American <gasps> fan. And the disrespect of Miss Perry Edwards, who now is in a happy relationship with that soccer player, which like whatever we love for her. But like, at the time, it was very tra- traumatic. Zayn's a bitch. He literally just like, and didn't he do it like over the phone? As the story says. They were engaged. They, like, like, had a house together. A while. Yeah. A while. And I mean, like, so, when we did the poll on Instagram, like... Yes, we got so many responses. Thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. Me, like, bullying my friends to comment on our As they should, because One Direction's important. Um, But, no, it's just... It's so funny how, like, they were... When you do think about it, like, we joke about... We're obviously celebrating the 10-year anniversary of a five-year band. Like, it makes sense, but it's also so crazy how that 
moment in time was so condensed into truly five years. Like they put out five albums, so much happened. Um, they were such a part of culture. Mm-hmm. It's like such a part of culture for yeah. like such a short period of time. It's like people talk about, I mean, like, let's not get out here comparing One Direction to the Beatles, but like in the same way that like the Beatles, because Shelby, my roommate, is obsessed with them, the Beatles, and they also were not around for that long of a time. It was like a very condensed period of time, but their lasting impression on culture has like Yeah, it's like a flash in the pan, but like. It's like meant a lot, which is, I also think a thing about bands too. It's like bands have like, they all eventually want to go solo and like they have really short times where they like are really popular and then they obviously split up Fifth Harmony as Fourth Harmony, as we know. Um, Justice for Normani, but we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it was, it's super funny to see just how intense this fandom is even five years later. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. And, you know, I was just thinking about, like, we should have known that Zayn was just, like, literally going to be, like, go, girl, give us nothing. Because remember, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched any X Factor clips, but, like, at the beginning, I think it was, I don't know if it was after or before they put One Direction together. Um, I think it was before. But they, like, on X Factor, they, like, made them do, like, dancing oh, Lord. auditions as well or, yeah. like, dance practice. And, like, Zayn was truly, like, had like this like montage where he was like crying because he was like I just don't like to dance and like that was a terrible impression of him oh my god I'm so sorry um but he like fully like was almost getting kicked off because he didn't want to dance and then like he had to have like a pep talk and was like okay like I guess I'll dance so then he like did fine it's like always the the most I mean like I mean maybe the Harry the Harry fans will like come for me but like I also think it's objective that like Zayn was the most talented singer in One Direction. Zayn had the has the best voice. Yeah, like I mean Harry's great what I I like Harry like people don't come for me but like I it's funny because like if we're looking at it like adjacently to Fifth Harmony like Camilla is a fucking bitch too and like she was the most talented and I'm going to say that even though I hate her like she is like the most talented. What about Allie Brooke Official? Allie Brooke Official. I mean, Allie Brooke Official turned it the fuck that out. That was sarcasm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> On Dancing with the Stars. Let's not forget. Just kidding. I can't stand Allie Brooke Official. Dinah Jane has some talent, but. Yes. Um, just like in terms of the full package. But yeah, Zane, I just like. Meg knows that I can't stand when people bite the hand that feeds them. Like, I literally hated when Zac Efron was, like, used to, in his career, go on this, like, tirade of, like, not participating in any, like, high school musical content and, like, being, like, I just, like, hate that part of my life. Or, like, whatever. I know you love Rob Patton. I like him, too. But, like, sometimes when he talks about he shits on Twilight, it's funny. But sometimes I'm like, okay, like, you fucking did it for, like, ten years. Like, whatever. Also, Allie and AJ tested my life. I love them so much. But when they tried to talk shit on potential breakup song, I was like, let's not hate what made you famous also made you money made you so much money also it was like i mean potential breakup song was a cultural reset a cultural reset so like zayn shitting on one direction it's just a bit tired i'm a bit over it i'm a bit over this cool boy mentality where he feels like he can't just like say thank you to people i don't know i think it's like i guess he's just like not ready to appreciate it yet you know like definitely like louis definitely in a place where he can he's like appreciates a lot of pain that's and i mean that's that's another topic but But i think the rest of them for the most part like on different levels like i think like it's like louis appreciates it the most then liam then niall then then harry and and Harry definitely appreciates it. Like we were talking yeah. this weekend, like about how like he always performs One Direction songs at his concert and everything. So like, but then it's like literally like all of them up here, and then Zayn like all the way like Truly. does not appreciate it at all. So it is just like I just think it's a bad look. I agree. I mean, like yeah, I Zayn. I I think Zayn has a lot of shit he needs to get together. I definitely feel like this pregnancy kind of with Gigi kind of happened probably like 
out of, not out of the blue, but like I feel like he was like Gigi's like I'm pregnant and Zane's like, okay, let me make possibly stop doing drugs. Um, <laughs> like, let's get it together. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm as we know, it's like I know some people are like into the whole like bad boy not giving a fuck attitude but I'm just like nah. it's really over it no I mean I was We're obviously adults, so. going down memory lane like watching old videos and stuff and he like towards the end on that last tour like was just truly like going through the motions yeah like dead from the neck up kind of thing and I know like he has like said he suffers from like anxiety and stuff and that's perfectly fine and everything but I, I don't think like it's it, that anxiety inducing to send a fucking tweet agreed I it's- mean I do it all the time it's very easy <laughs> I mean, I just, these people have teams. Literally. I don't understand. Just because Harry, the tweet from Harry is signed H does not mean that he actually typed it up himself, guys. Agreed. Like, truly. Let's think about things. Honestly, the comments of um, what everyone's favorite One Direction song was were very, were pretty cohesive. I think we have, like, a cohesive, yeah. like, agreement that, you know, Kiss You is probably one of their best best music video yeah. for sure agreed um stockholm syndrome was on a lot of i love lists. a stockholm syndrome moment where do broken i mean like that's like very if taken out of context that statement is not great what i love a stockholm syndrome moment yes give it to me <laughs> like let's not glorify that but also that song slaps um yeah there were multiple where do broken hearts go i see a night changes um clouds clouds that was a that was kind of out of nowhere for me but I Shout would. out Kirsten. Yeah. I listened to it and I remembered that I actually <gasps> liked Little it. Little White Lies. Wow, that was a great album. Yeah. Take You Home. Take You Home and four of my favorites. Albums. Truly. And Drag Me Down. Very good. I mean, yes. I if, Back in my past, in my acapella days, I had a solo to Drag Me Down, but it was a mashup between Drag Me Down and Power by Kanye West. So, like, I would, like, it'd start with clapping, like, oh, uh, and, like, uh, the people in the group would do it, and then I'd come in with, like, I got a fire for a heart, and then it would, like, transition into, I'm living in that 21st century, doing so yeah. Like, truly, I got to rap and sing One Direction, even though Kanye is canceled, but, like, it was lit at the time. Excuse me, where is the video? <laughs> we have to find the video. Where is the body? <laughs> Give me the body. <laughs> yes. With this reference. <laughs> I told you. Give me something. Give me something. I gave you something. There you go. Obsessed. Okay. We can stop talking about One Direction. Even though I love them, I do. Truly, like, it's all, um, it's you, all like, Even nice though you thing. don't want to thank us, I'm thanking you because we are the bigger people. Yes, thank you for that note in you and I, which like saved oh that God, song. Yeah. Truly, <laughs> Truly iconic. Like, thank you for bringing that up. How could we not? Okay, okay. my number. I have we already gotten to number two. I think we have. No, we kind we're of not. Have, we're not. We've only both done two. Do you have not have five? No, I do. I did my number four. Five was Addison Ray. Number four was Drag Race. Number three was One Direction. Oh, okay. Well, so, okay, but I still have three. So you yes, go with yes. your number two. Oh I'm like gosh. shook. Truly, guys, we'll get it one day. <laughs> we'll get it. Okay, and I know this is also on your list. Yes. My number two is, I mean, maybe, I, this number two and number one are a little bit, whatever. My number two is Demi Lovato being Yes, that's my number three. Okay. See, like, we, we, did, we did align this properly. <laughs> we just kind of forgot. It's early, y'all. It is really early. It's like nine o'clock. Um, we usually record at a cute ten thirty. Yeah. Um, we have an hour and a half to get our shit together. But I mean, this this is really, I feel like, kind of what starts the like craziness. Not starts, oh, yes. but like really, when I woke up 
this morning, which was Thursday. Thursday, July 23rd. I woke up to... A day which will live in infamy. Yeah, I woke up to many things. One of one of which being Demi Lovato is engaged. The fir- it was the first thing. And I truly, like, you know, a lot of times I roll out of bed at a cute 8.50 before I have to work at 9. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this morning I was up at 7, just, like, wide awake. And I was, like, annoyed about it. And then I open Instagram and it's like... Demi Lovato. Excuse me. I mean... The thing, let's just, like, go on a journey with me and Demi Lovato. So I am, as maybe Meg has mentioned before, I have mentioned before, I have five pop queens, and Demi Lovato is one of them. Not even mostly because of her music, which has taken many turns over the last couple of years. Mostly because out of, like, the Demi, Selena, Miley, like, trio Mm -hmm. I've always just resonated with Demi because like I was like a snob as a kid and I was like but Demi has real talent have you heard those belts and like I loved Sunny with a Chance I loved Camp Rock I loved as the belt rings like back when she had the gap and the bangs like this was truly like back in the day oh my god so I I always loved Demi Lovato I and then like obviously lots happened she punched the person she was doing a lot of drugs she overdosed we like it's very sad so like I've always just like loved her and had a very soft spot in my heart for her so when last year last year two years ago when she overdosed she yeah it was two years ago yeah two years ago i like truly i was working at small girls obviously i've worked there since i've lived in it New was York. literally on my birthday I, my heart like truly stops like everyone has the, those celebrities that they love and like if something happened like truly it's not well like i was crying at my desk i was so unwell i was so sad like i didn't know what to do i everyone knows i love her too so like i everyone was giving me moments because like it's also just like so sad because you know she's like valid with all this stuff i've watched i've watched her youtube thing like whatever oh my god her youtube documentary also like i was such a stand of her and wilmer so like when her wilmer broke up that was sad and then she dated like a lot of other random people and then like recently she before she met this max max Matt man she was dating that like really kind of like scary scary guy and i was like oh no like this is bad also like me and my little kubale who also loves demi we always talk about if her hair is long and black like it's bad news fierce like oh yeah like i know right before she overdosed her hair was long and black and then also during the camp rock too her hair was long and black it was black Mm -hmm. so like you just know those are signs for me yeah so we have a nice mid a a nice mid-length chop right now so i'm feeling good about she's looking very healthy she's looking incredibly healthy we we're loving these curves girly pop like we're living for our moments yes so then we see starting in quarantine she is dating this Max man. So yeah, kind of towards the beginning of quarantine, which would have been March at this point, and it's July, um, as everybody probably hopefully knows, um, there was, you know, news that like Demi Lovato was dating this new guy because this guy Max Ehrlich, who or Eric, er- Eric, he has one point six. <laughs> That's like barely knowing his name. He has one point six million followers on um, Instagram, and he's a four time Emmy nominated actor. Um, Couldn't snatch that win. But no, couldn't snatch the day the daytime Emmy win. By the way, daytime Emmy win. Um, also a peace advocate. Was I, he's a peace advocate. It's in his Instagram bio, so that means it's the truth. Yes. Um, I guess he's a musician as well. So he was doing a live and he was playing piano, and all of a sudden, like Demi kind of was wrapped in a blanket, and, like walked in up to him at the piano, and he like turns to look at her and he's like I'm on live and she's like oh shit and like ducks back out of the frame but that's how people kind of started to find out about them but then they literally were like 
all of a sudden just like in love like all over I, we've Truly talked about this before we've talked about this before she has been writing poetry about this man her and her, Ari are the same in like this literally writing poetry about this man on her Instagram posting they were in the uh, stuck with you music video yeah. where everybody submitted like you know couples living at home things like that um, scooter machine so happy so but truly they've been together what's five months maximum? i feel like maximum five months which yes. is stressful to me stressful. and i'm not even like knocking it because like as we all have different situations like my parents also like only dated no for, like, yeah six months before they got engaged sometimes when you long, know happy. you know sometimes you know you know which like i'm if this is i believe in love i believe in all of that i i really with all that is in my heart and soul want Demi Lovato to actually like this relationship oh, to be great to be but okay. I also just get stressed because like I just feel like the world is a sad terrible place and like I would be devastated as would she <laughs> more than I would if this man is like truly like not even using her but like is like wrapped up in the idea that he's like getting engaged to this like pop star like yeah. this like incredible human who also is like extremely famous and like is it helping his career I mean, no, more I know, like, more people know who he is than they did before. I would, nev- I would never, bl- never blink an eye at this Max man if he wasn't dating Demi Lovato. Max man. To Demi Lovato. But let's also discuss, I mean. He's cute, but. He is handsome. He's And he's taller than her, which we, we like. <laughs> yes, she's short. But she is short, so it's not that hard. But anyway, she posted like a carousel of six photos with this like long ass caption. When I was a little girl, my birth dad always called me his little partner, something that might have sounded strange without his southern cowboy-like accent. To me, it made perfect sense. And today, that word makes perfect sense again, because today, I'm officially going to be someone else's partner. Max Eric, I knew I loved you the moment I met you. It was something I can't describe to anyone who hasn't experienced it firsthand, but luckily, you did too. Or so he says. I've never felt so unconditionally loved by someone in my life other than my parents' flaws and all. Okay, that's nice to hear. You never pressure me to be anything other than myself, and you make me want to be the best version of myself. I'm honored to accept your hand in marriage. I love you more than a caption could express, but I'm ecstatic to start a family and life with you. I love you forever, my baby, my partner. Here's to our future. Yeah, and then this was his. Because we have to read both. Like, yes, of course. We need ah! both perspectives. Ring emoji, crying emoji, party emoji, heart emoji. <laughs> Your every love song, every film, every lyric, every poem, everything I could ever dream of. And then some and a partner in life. Words cannot express how infinitely in love I am forever and always and then some. I cannot spend another second of my time here on earth without the <laughs> miracle of having you as my wife. Here's to forever, baby. Ring emoji. Ah, I'm so excited. You are the most beautiful inside and out in what? You are the most beautiful inside and out in the entire world. And I couldn't be more grateful God brought us together. Many emojis, all caps. I love you so much, Didi Lovato, and I will forever cherish your pure, beautiful, infinite soul. Um, this is just some like. <laughs> I mean, just like, okay, moving on from that cringy cheesiness. It's so Priyanka and Nick, which is, oh, funny, which is funny because, like, they probably hate each other now. Um, I think they do hate each other now, but it's like Priyanka and Nick also are like this, and we everyone hates them, but, like, it's just, do we all hate love, or do are we all just, like, believe in sin, like, everything cynical? Because people who we really think in love are in love, like Joe and Sophie, never do this shit. Truly. It's like know. very short things. It's a bit, it's a bit extra, I'd say. 
<laughs> it's a bit extra. It Which, is like, very whatever, extra. If you're happy, like, I mean, I've, I'm obviously not, like, I have not met the the love of my life. And, like, when I meet him, maybe I will be, like, yes, boo, like, my no. honey boo-boo bear. Like, love you so much. Please. Chicken. Like, chicken. <laughs> chicken. I don't know. I Maybe I will be like that, but I'm going to say I highly doubt it. Like, I'm obviously going to be in love, but, like, it just seems to be a lot with the emojis and the fucking, like, all the bullshit. Like... No, it, it does feel kind of performative. And I mean, like, listen, I think they're I, performative is a word I use way too often I love nowadays. It. I um, love it. But I don't know. Obviously, like, they're just they're just in a love bubble right now. Like, and if they are like that, that's great. Yes, but yes. you just like with someone with someone like Demi Lovato, who is going to struggle with addiction for the rest of her life. We, yeah. we literally talked about this. Like addiction is something that stays with you. It's a battle every single day, no matter what your addiction is, or no matter what your issue is. And Demi has a lot of issues, not just drugs and alcohol but also bipolar disorder but also bipolar disorder yeah. also body dysmorphia also all that stuff so you're like is he gonna be here and you know they get married once the pandemic's over probably like we'll just like elope yeah. right now knowing them and like but like is he gonna be around when like she's having low times like i think she's very high right now and she's like very like happy 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 it's, like you said too it's a quarantine bubble it's like yes. I've, I've, I've seen heard a lot of couples who have like decided to quarantine together who just got together and like they've all been like you now know it's what? like so serious all of a sudden yeah and they're something. like you know what like we exist in this space together like this but like can we exist in the same space in the real world like people are being realistic about it and i just i, I mean i am fully inserting myself as a third person in a relationship that did not ask for me but i do think it's just it's a lot. Also, I'm looking at. And his, I just care about her. I'm looking at his credits, and he was in High School Musical three senior year as a principal dancer. He okay, was yes. Also in the Pregnancy Pact, which was a t- TV movie that I watched on and like, li- on, on like literally Lifetime. Oh, okay. Oh Lord. Um, he was in two episodes of Shake It Up. So hi Zendaya. <laughs> he was on an episode of iCarly. Okay, acting. And like then like yeah, just like random episodes of shows. But, but yeah, I mean, I just, like, hope this man is, like, actually a good person, it's actually a nice person, takes care of Demi Lovato, because somebody dug up an also old tweet. Also, to beat is hard. Yes, an old tweet of I his. Somebody dug up an it's old tweet of his from literally, like, where is it? From literally, like, 2018. 2018? Yeah. Wait, that's last year. Two years ago. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's that recent? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to marry at Selena Gomez. I thought this was from 2008 when you showed me this. Oh my God. I also thought it was a longer ago. Oh Lord, I'm pretty sure he How was funny like is that? he Ironic. was like DMing her to like get her to date him or something. He did something crazy. I don't know. I mean, it, obviously Selena and Demi is another whole history. Crisis protection program. Hi. Oh my God, so fraught. Barney. Remember when Miley? It was Miley and Mandy and Selena and Demi, and then there was a fight. Yes, and Miley and Mandy made fun of like literally. Selena and Demi did like a a YouTube video, and it was literally I could literally like yeah recite it Selena was I like yo her. and Demi was like yo yo, yo. yeah I said it twice got a problem with that <laughs> and then Demi had the like a really dark eye makeup and then yeah. they did that yeah she was like I like <laughs> like something about fixing her gap or something yeah, and then literally Miley and Mandy like like I, I don't forget I think like Mandy was Demi and she like really overlined yes. her eye makeup because Demi was like goth kind of yeah. and like but did honestly, like really dark makeup oh my god amazing I love that we were so in tune in that part of culture also at the same time like literally of course we were um but then and then they like imitated them and then there was like a feud and then like then like when selena and demi stopped being friends like 
Demi and Miley like were like being friends and because like Selena was friends with Taylor Swift yeah. and like whatever and like Demi like somebody asked Demi how Selena was and she was like ask Taylor <laughs> yes. but yeah I mean Demi Lovato I hope you're okay please be okay I wish you love and happiness and light I wish you light in this new part of your journey Max if you don't defend and protect my girl, bitch, I'm coming for your ass. And I and put me and the army of Levotics. What What you. are the odds that they get married? What are we saying? I think the odds of getting married are quite high. Uh, yeah, 80%. I think they're like 80%. 80. But the, the odds of this relationship continuing for the time... I feel questionable about. Yeah. But also, it's like we were thinking about Ari. I always compare the two because they both have similar vibes about men. Like, Ari and Pete. Like, Ari was obsessed with Pete. And then, literally, something tragic happened in her life. And then he was not there for her at all. So, that's what I'm, you were saying. It's like, Demi has so many things going on. If, like, one thing happens and he's not there for her, like... It's over. Yeah. Let's I mean, go, she may not kick him out of her life, but, like, everybody will want her to. We're about to embark on, a, I think, a, a journey with twists and turns. But we're we're strapping in for the ride. Yeah, I'm ready this for this. Yeah, and like Max, Eric, like next thing I knew, I was about to punch this bitch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> These references, literally today, short, like shorty. Yeah, she's like, I went to to Kevin Jonas, and I asked him. I was like, I wanna, I wanna know who told you about the Adderall. Adderall. I wanna thank them. I wanna thank them. Next thing I knew. I was about to beat this bitch up. <laughs> yeah. I was about to punch this bitch in the face. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't watched the YouTube documentary about Demi Lovato, do it. I cry. Iconic. Yes, I also cried. But it's also like, there are moments like that where you're like, holy shit, this girl was off the goddamn rails. Yeah, she was wilding. But yeah, that's my number two. Demi. And my number three. Yes. So are we ready for my number two? I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm entering with... I. We're going to be ahead. respectful. No, I have... <laughs> I, know, I, have I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh, we're feisty today. We it. are feisty. Well, you started it calling me disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm excited. Go ahead. Okay, so another thing that happened on Thursday, July 23rd, which was the day before my birthday. Oh, did you know? Was that um, after I, like, <laughs> relaxed or finally, like, my heart rate came back down after seeing the Demi Lovato news. Oh, also, we have to point out that the ring is so ugly. It's bad. I hate and it. it's a million dollars, so she definitely paid for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like, he's... Those daytime Emmys. Yeah. Nomination. <laughs> Nominations. Maybe he gets like a nice $10 pay bump every time he gets it on. This Max Man. This Max Man. Um, but anyway, um, I got a text from, I'll shout out Emily, um, being like, oh, Taylor, as in Taylor, Taylor. Swift, is posting a grid on Instagram. Mm hmm. And we were like, oh, I wonder what that means. And I was like, probably a music video. She was like, probably a music video. And then, like, I'm just, like, scrolling, you know, as I do in the morning. And mm -hmm. I get a text that says, Megan, it's an album. And I literally said out loud in my room to no one but myself, you're fucking lying. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Taylor Swift dropped her eighth studio album, Folklore, Folklore on Friday, July 24th. I mean, like, culture happened on my birthday, totally. I just have to say. Like, so much happened. Um, Agreed. Which, like, as I deserve. 
Um, but Taylor <laughs> dropped this surprise album, which she's never done before. Um, usually she's on like a two year album in between album cycle. And she just dropped Lover 11 months ago. And this weekend was supposed to be the first weekend of Loverfest on the West Coast. Next weekend would have been Loverfest East. Um, and I don't know, how would we describe this album? Alternative indie pop kind of pop little bit pop um Folk. it's very different it's very different Indiana from anything feel. she's done before i mean i think a lot of people were talking about it as like going back to her country roots but i wouldn't really call it that it's, that country, it's yeah. got it's got vibes of her old stuff especially in the the lyrics because of the old songwriting i think is like extremely like some of her best in a long time mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i enjoyed the album very much i think it's very very good mm-hmm. uh and was a lovely surprise totally and was great yeah, I mean, <clears throat> here's my here's my take on this album and Taylor Swift in general. So like, I must preface this with like, as we stand in this current moment, am I a fan of Taylor Swift? No. Have I been a fan of Taylor Swift in past years? Yes. Do I like Taylor Swift's music? Previously, yes. Do I know every word to every song on Speak Now and Fearless? Yes, <laughs> I do. As do most people in America and the country and the world. Actually, America and the country are the same thing. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so I always try to analyze analyze Taylor Swift's music separate from the human being. Because my feelings about Taylor as a human being must be separate from the music. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about like 1989, which is the last album of Taylor's that I liked a lot, that's another album I can probably say every word to on of every track yeah it was great pop music it was a great album jack antonoff gave us everything we needed in that like taylor had great lyrics whatever she's a great lyricist in terms of like she can throw some shit together that sounds great and makes sense and makes people feel things that's awesome for her it's great (laughs) when i think about folklore it is just, I mean, the number one thing which you said to me, Meg, this is not my genre. Like, no, absolutely. I knew you weren't going to like it. Like, and I was like, and even like when I think about other like indie music that I like, like I truly have a playlist on my Spotify called like Indie Pop Princess Fantasy. Like, yeah, I like some indie music, but like when I think indie, I think Maggie Rogers, which gives me like indie pop. You know, like Maggie has like a little bit more pop and like this was just like, very like This is super stripped it was, down. It's Bony Bear, which I don't like. Yeah. Not I don't like, I just I don't I don't It's like. very stripped down because yeah. I think it's very much like it's a storytelling album is more than like it's yeah. than she's given us in like the past couple I enjoyed Lover and I enjoyed Reputation a lot. Like I kind of became I like reputation. I, I, I went to um my only concert of Taylor Swift that I've been to is Reputation, so that was kind of like where I yeah. became like into like her whole like thing right like which is like and whatever but um but this is super stripped down i like i barely would call it pop i think it's like referred to as like chamber pop yeah um but it is it 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 doesn't have that kind of like so much have that kind of sparkly pop that like maggie rogers songs have so it's like if you thought maggie rogers was indie like she's not compared to this and that's almost. why i think that my opinion on this album is like a little bit obsolete or like it's like it doesn't matter yeah. because like i can't accurately in my opinion in my like musical vocabulary that's very slim judge this album because like i just don't like it because i don't like this genre mm-hmm. like it's not my genre so like i think like a lot all the people You're i've talked to not to like it no i know i'm just like <laughs> saying why i don't think it's yeah. i can judge it like i i feel like it's oh, i can't yeah. just be like i hate it because like i don't know it's probably great music in terms of like who likes this kind of genre um which yeah i i 
which is like whatever this is an interesting conversation for us to have because i feel like we've like referenced taylor swift a couple of times on the podcast and obviously like we know how we discuss taylor swift and i think obviously like it is what it is and like everyone you know everyone's entitled to their opinion and like i enjoy taylor (laughs) swift you don't enjoy her so much so this Mm -hmm. is actually something that we disagree on and this is not something that we do a lot on this podcast (laughs) so i feel like we're treading very delicately which is Delicate, you like delicate. I do like that song. You do like delicate. I do. I we I no, like I, know. I like some Taylor Swift songs. I mean like obviously. I mean I think you like that you kind of enjoyed the Jack Antonoff songs on this on this <clears> album too. I love yeah, I love Jack Antonoff. And this is what I said earlier. It's like I must separate Taylor Swift the human from Taylor Swift the music because um I mean I think Taylor Swift has is doing better but has a lot of work to do yeah. in terms of her Activism in terms of that she's trying to engage in a conversation that seems a bit performative. Um, and also it just, it, as a black woman, it, she does what to support me as a person, not that much and has not really for a long time. And, um, yeah. And I think you also agree in that statement. I think, no, a hundred percent. I mean, so I don't like, think like, even that's what we're like. No, definitely. What we're like, we have, ever. we always have very constructive conversations totally. about Taylor Swift. It is very like, it, it is obvious like she's doing a lot of work that should have been done a long time ago yeah and like we said we allow growth so like if she is doing and what she has done you know like she's very into like you know register to vote which is great which we like, but that yes. but that is very digestible at the moment mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily she's not giving us nothing, it, she's not giving us nothing. But she she could give us more a lot more but we, yes. we all agree on that <laughs> but I do think like you know, like a couple months ago, there was she, you know, tweeted something at Trump. Yeah, like this very like visceral, like kind of aggressive tweet at him. Right, and everyone was like, "Okay, like yes, Taylor, amazing," but like even I, in that sense, like as someone who considers herself a fan of Taylor Swift, most her music, but also you know, I don't know. I just like I'm. I think I'm a little fascinated by her. And yeah. like you watched the documentary, I did. and like it was very. I think it was compelling. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And she's just a fascinating subject of, like, this woman in the public eye who's, like, grown up in the public eye. And now this, like, political stance that she's taking, it's like, okay, like, I want so much more from her. And, like, a tweet is one thing. And, like, I even said it, like, she trended all day. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay, but, like, how much effort does it take to send a tweet? Like, hello, Zane. Like, it does not take that much effort to send a tweet. Yes. And it's, like, it was a great tweet. I was like, yes, because fuck that and everything. But Agreed. But it is, it is like I said, again, with, like, the registering to vote, which, like, everyone should do, and everyone should vote. Like, literally vote, 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 vote. <laughs> but it is the easiest way to kind of dip your toe into the political landscape and say that you're taking a stand, which she is. And, like, a lot of people did register to vote after she said register to vote. Like, but she has that power, and I think she could use it in a lot more ways, and I hope that she does in the next couple of months, because she is such – she's, like – you know, because there's, there's a conversation about – the difference between celebrity and influencer and like where they go hand in hand and how when is when is a celebrity an influencer and when is an influencer a celebrity and, and all yeah. that stuff but i think she is truly one of the most powerful influencers in the fucking world yeah I mean, and could make a huge make even a, an even bigger impact than she has so let's let's do that taylor thank you for this album i love it i really love it and i can't wait to spend more time with it yeah. and it's fabulous and i think i think it's it's very the right move for her we were talking about this after Miss Americana where she was addressing the fact that she's 30 years old now and she can't really be making like 
too much of that bubblegum pop anymore with you know yeah because she's like a grown woman and that's that's another way you know society looks at her and I don't know if that's completely fair but also I do think this is like a move in the mature direction of like how she's going to be an artist in the future because she's going to be around forever yeah I think like on a wise human yesterday and I were talking about this situation and the person who's here um basically was talking about how there's like it takes a lot of energy to hate or not hate but like actively hate shit on another woman because Mm -hmm. like in the world it's easier to do that and like I did take that to heart and I do agree that it does take a lot of effort for me or people in general to actively dislike Taylor Swift but one thing I will say one thing that I will never accept um, is this idea that like doing the bare minimum is enough when you've put yourself in a position of power like this because like as a black woman in America doing the bare minimum is not enough and will never be enough and like act like every day I have to do so much more just to be considered as the bare minimum so with Taylor it's like you inserted yourself into the political conversation because you want to and I would love to give you that opportunity but you need to do it for everyone like you need to like I it is so incredible that you want people to vote and that's like I agree we should have that but like like if you want to be this liberal person if you want to do these things if you really want to take a stand do it for all of us because I still don't feel supported by you as an artist as a person as a activist as an influencer you know what I mean um yeah I I I don't and I know a lot of people that I I talk to equally don't feel as supported and I think like there's some people who like their music resonates with different groups of people and like candidly and just for me at least like I just don't feel I don't connect with it in the same way that I connected with it in the past but that's also because my person my perception of myself where I fit in the world and how I perceive or present myself to the world has changed since I was like younger um, and I resonated with it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of things. And I think, like, I, I think there's a difference between actively hating someone and also holding someone accountable. And I, yeah. think, and I think that uh, you obviously hold her accountable, too. Um, but, yeah, I think with Taylor, like, we just... It's... I've seen a lot in the last couple of months, especially, a lot of, like, people... Um, doing something for like whether it be the Black Lives Matter movement or whatever and like their whole entire fandom being like it was like Hannah Brown when she like Ugh. made a 18 minute apology video Good and life. all these like other white women were like yes Hannah Brown thank you so much for apologizing I'm like it's not your place to tell me or yeah. to tell her that it's okay to apologize and that's kind of what it is with Taylor it's like Taylor tells people to vote and all these people predominantly like white people are like yes Taylor vote and I'm like but like what about every other issue that affects no, totally. people in and America? And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it is it is absolutely, like, the easiest cause you can take And also, on. you only talked about the album. Like, I'm fully going into Taylor Swift. No, no, Swift, no. But. No, it's fine. I mean, like, I, I don't have much else to say other than I think it's it's really great. And I think it's... it's I, I actually think it's pretty exceptional. Like, the lyrics and yeah. like, the vibe and the cohesiveness of it is, is, is awesome. I, I absolutely... I haven't really... Obviously, you know, we've been celebrating my b-day in case anybody missed it um all weekend but so i haven't had like a ton of time to sit with it and to really like get into it and get into like which songs i love and things like that but but i think it's a great album and i suggest like maybe if you haven't liked the past couple of taylor swift albums maybe go for this one like absolutely because it's a very different vibe and like we said you got to give it a chance to like it, I I told you even before we listened to any yeah. of it, I was like I don't think it's really for you. Totally. And you you but you sat and you listened to some of the songs with us. So yeah. that's I think that's in that sense if we're talking about some someone's art, then yes, you absolutely have to like and listen this- to it to have an opinion about it. But I think about the the person is separate. Like you said, you keep it separate and like 
Taylor's Taylor's is difficult sometimes to to even su- like support even yes. kind of the way I do, which is not like I don't know if I would ever consider myself like a full on Swifty or anything. Yeah, but. I went to her concert and I enjoyed the hell out of it and I listened to her music a lot. And also, this and is not me clocking. No, no, I know. Because I feel like also yeah. it's a bigger conversation about supporting artists in general because, like, I fully have... T- I understand that, like, let's take Kim Petras, for example, yeah. who I am a fan. I love her. I adore her. I think she's everything in the world and I want to support her and her music. But also, she works with Dr. Luke and I don't support that and I don't stand for that. And that's a situation where it's like, how do you separate the two sometimes? Like, you have to, but also, I it's a bigger conversation about musical artists and their work, but also what they do behind the scenes and like, how do you um, support them, you know? And like, that's why I just want to say it's like, it's such a big conversation in general and I'm not here to like hate on Taylor Swift or hate on people that like Taylor Swift because we all have our people in that we support in general oh, that don't have all the the same beliefs that we do but we love their music. Listen, um, nobody's perfect and like we said we allow for growth, but totally, like totally totally totally. A lot of people and and you know we talk about celebrities being on a pedestal and all that thing, but like Taylor Swift has been put up on a pedestal I think her yeah. whole career and then she had this like incredible takedown and I still don't think she's 100% okay with it. I think Miss Americana was like a stepping yeah. stone in the right direction of her like but but when you have when you are built up to have that much of an ego that you like you know we talk about Taylor Swift like staring at crowds screaming at her like but how do you then have like a normal point of view of the world then? totally you know what I mean yeah. so it is very much like it, that's why I think I'm so like I said I'm fascinated by this person yeah. because because how do you yeah how do you interact normally with regular people how do you like understand other people's experience and things like that but I think like you need to try more because you're put up on that pedestal you have to actively like we talk about being actively anti-racist and everything but you have to actively try and understand other people's perspective of the world because you are completely living a life that like very few people have and very few people understand and you can't understand what the normal life of a real person is like so you have to like try she just has to do more she has to do more that's like the be all and end all of it um, obviously we're talking about the album, but like, I do yeah. think like we absolutely agree on this. One, one hundred. So like 100%. we even find agreement and disagreement, which like, yeah, I mean, it's isn't... truly like to like wrap up the, the conversation in terms of like with the album, it's like, I compare this album to like my love and adoration of Charlie XCX's pots and pans album that everyone else hates. Like <gasps> C 2.0. Yeah. Like everyone hates the pots and pans, but I'm obsessed with the pots and pans, but that's also like crack pop is my genre of music no, that totally. I love whereas like folk indie is like not so like, I, I see yeah. it like that you know what I mean no, like, 100%. just like someone who loves folk is not gonna go to Charlie XCX's album as they should not and be like this is a trash album even though some people think that <laughs> you know what I mean it's kind of similar no absolutely and like you said like like we said nobody perfect like someone like Kim Petras yeah obviously makes that kind of music that you love and I enjoy it too but then it's like okay but we gotta hold her accountable totally for, like, it's, it's her about bullshit too yep. and then it's like I'm sorry like I love Ariana Grande I do yep. but she's done some problematic shit yeah. and she like still is kind of on the cusp off of the adjacent absolutely culture, she's which... cuspy she's cuspy appropriation totally. all the time totally. like and and but I still listen to her live album every fucking day Agreed. so let's we're all like you, you said know? many times no one's perfect but yeah we just we just Lots have to chats. like acknowledge we talk about we talked about this with like freaking Hamilton about Yes. You know, there was a lot of conversation when it came out on Disney Plus about glorifying that it was glorifying, colors. you know, men who own slaves and things yep. like that. But as long as we're acknowledging it, I think then, and are realizing it, and we're not just like ignoring it, 
we can still enjoy some of this pop culture that we are given. Totally. Right? Okay. Amazing. Loved that. I just love you. I, I love I you too. That I mean, that was... truly, I, it's, <clears throat> obviously we come in the podcast and talk about these things, but the, I, I have like a hundred more points I can make that I will tell Meg eventually. Um, that we, but we've already talked about them too. Like these are conversations that we and our, like our friends are having on a daily basis, which is yeah. another reason why I'm grateful that these are my friends because, um, these are like, yes, it's, it can seem a bit silly sometimes to muse about the pop culture and people in pop culture, but we started this podcast to talk about the way that things that happen in media and celebrity impact culture. And Taylor Swift is someone who, whether she maybe wants to or not, which I think she kind of does, yeah. impacts culture in, in, in many ways that like isn't just her music, which no, is always 100%. interesting to and talk I th- about. I almost... Same with Rihanna, same with Beyonce, same with Ari, same with all these huge people. Yeah, and it is about realizing that and then doing something about it. Totally agree. Because when you have that kind of power, you can make a difference in the world, not just by giving us music that a lot of people enjoy. Yeah. And this next person who we're about to talk about. <laughs> oh, my God. This is someone who is impacting culture in the absolute worst way. Yep. And also not, I mean, truly, Vera, just should you just become like a guest host on this podcast? Because I'm going to bring up something that um, Vera said again, because this is Kanye. Sorry, everyone. Yes. This is Kanye. Um, but about the whole thing about women and men and how we're like being apologists to men for things that they do like I don't think anyone is like necessarily like out here like actually people are out here being like Kanye apologists but like truly did you see the hashtag that was like pray for Kanye yeah which like Kanye West is like a detriment to general culture and our society like he also needs to get help and like needs mental help but like also it's not my place to diagnose anyone but also like Kanye West is just he needs to get off Twitter. As we think Con- or Donald Trump needs to get off Twitter, Kanye West needs to get off Twitter. Yeah. It is like truly watching someone unravel before your eyes, but in the most toxic way possible. Kanye, Kim, Chris, the tweeting, the saying he's trying to divorce his wife, then taking it back yesterday, and then saying that Chris like can't see their kids, and then Kim being like, I'm trying to get Kanye help. Like... I don't even, I honestly don't even know how the Kardashians continue to manipulate the situation to make themselves popular over the last like 10 to 15 years, but they keep doing it. And it makes me so mad that I have to keep talking about them, but like I have to. No, I know. And I I think I texted you. I was like Kim like tweeting like or like posting asking for like compassion and everything. And I'm like, but what, what do you, what like sort of regard do you show for anyone other than yourself ever? Yeah. And Kanye is not a good person. It's the tweets. I mean, if, if people don't know, like last week, um, during the week, one night, Kanye, who announced he's, I think, I don't know, I, we talked about this. this was announcing presidencies, announcing, announcing albums, presidency. announcing um, all these things. Yeah. Basically, it was, yeah, yes, everything that's going on um, went on basically a huge rant. The night, I think it was the night after he had a rally in like North Carolina yeah. or something, um, where he talked about how, um, how he's anti-abortion and everything and talked about how Kim was about to kind of, I guess, abort North when they first found out that she was pregnant and he was crying and saying that he almost killed his daughter. And it was very, very stressful to watch very, but, but was also obviously then talking about like why women shouldn't be able to control what they do with their bodies. So that's, you know, it's, it's obviously it's, it's hand in hand and it's constant duality with him of like, that's incredibly, that's an incredibly sick man, you know, going to a ra- like to a rally in front of people and crying about his daughter, like saying he almost killed his daughter. Like 
that he's he's mentally ill but then also at the same time putting out these beliefs putting out these statements that you know abortion and everything so it is it is just like so problematic and also disrupting like the most important election of our time because he's on an ego trip you know and it's it's distracting from the real point and you know there are going to be people because he can't get on ballots once again but i know there are idiots in this country who are going to write him in yeah and i think it's like you were saying about (coughs) taylor and just celebrity in general the idea that they are so disconnected from the world Mm -hmm. this is a number one example oh they are the number one perpetrators the kardashians like who are so disconnected from the world and what's going on it's like it it sometimes i'm at a loss for words that for Kanye West because it's just so these tweets it's so upsetting and it's just so disheartening like when we're in a movement to try to like which we're in a movement to try to like legitimize is not the right word but just like make our lives matter you are not you are not helping our cause you're being like it's just it's it's just so upsetting and I know that it's like not people don't have to be better for the whole but like I've always operated and my like parents have always told me like which is which is just the reality of my life. It's like I have to be like two times better. I have to like always hold myself to a certain standard because I'm not only acting for myself, I'm acting for my all of my people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All all when someone looks at me, when I'm the only black kid in class, when they look at me, they're not just looking at Giselle Smith, they're looking at Giselle Smith black girl. You know what I mean? They're looking at someone who represents a lot of people. And like that's kind of the sad reality in my opinion of what it means to be a black person in America today. And like especially someone at that high of a pedestal like you're giving racists and crazy people ammunition, fuel to the fire. It's just so upsetting and it's so disheartening. And it, like, it makes me want to throw things at walls and just like delete Twitter and like find a way to like make this man's Twitter go obsolete. Oh, yeah. It's just so upsetting. I mean, these tweets are, Chris, don't play with me. You and that Kamye are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. I mean, and I masked have by genius to say. and masked by people calling him a genius. Yeah, because Kim, even in her fucking Insane. note. he's a genius no he's not i'm so sorry no he's not i i do have to say one thing yes girl that the kamye thing about Corey calling Corey gamble chris's boyfriend kamye what does that mean like 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 instead of kanye Uh it's calm like like the app like the calm app oh got it got it got it got it like he nicknamed him kamye I can't. Kanye West nicknamed this. Yes, he said, Chris, don't play with me. You and that Kanye are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. Everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. I put my life on God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy, and that's on God. I'm at at the ranch. Come and get me. If I get locked up like Mandela, y'all will know why. It's, I mean, it is mental illness, really. I love my wife. My family must live next to me. It's not up to E or NBC anymore. Nbc locked up bill cosby kim was <gasps> kim, no those are so bad I kim was that one. kim oh, was trying Lord. to fly to wyoming with a doctor to lock me up like on the movie get out because i cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday oh it's so bad it's so bad it's so bad and has been i mean has been continuously tweeting yesterday he just, apologized. and did then he did apologize yeah. but then like i mean dave Chappelle flew out to wyoming like literally the next day to like check on kanye and he like tweeted a photo of them standing outside the ranch like I mean, I know, like, like Dave Chappelle's another story. Like, he's he's yeah, really problematic in his own right. Agreed. But I do think, like, that was probably a good thing that he went out there to, like, check on his mental health and everything. Like, I know Dave Chappelle's just, talked about, like, 
the issues with mental health he had from being like in the spotlight, whatever. Um, but then he's like, you know, tweeting photos of his kids. And, and, and he had, before that whole rant also, he had tweeted like screenshots of him Googling Halle Berry and Jennifer Lawrence. Hmm? Like literally just Google images of them, like just tweeted screenshots of that. He deletes a lot of stuff. He so del- I mean, late. he deletes them. Chris gets gets the password. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, someone deletes. But them then he and was I'm supposed to. Late. He was supposed to drop this album, Donda, named after his mom, on Friday, and he just does this now, where he says he's going to drop an album, and then he just doesn't. Yeah, and there's a lot of like Kanye West apologists, even in popular media. Like Chance the Rapper is a famous one, and I like like Chance, oh. but like Chance is always out here like defending Kanye, and I'm like Chance, we have to stop. Like, yeah. if you care about this man as you say you do, like let's care about getting him some like actual help for what's going on with him, and like. Is it true that, like, yes, this man has, like, been in the spotlight in a long time and, like, he lost his mother and, like, whatever, whatever. But, like, there's so many people and celebrities who are, who have had not his same things, but, like, awful things happen to them. You know what I mean? Literally. And, like... Traumatizing things. Traumatizing things. Also, like, I'm sorry, like, I and I know there's a whole narrative about this situation as well that's, like, also not good about, you know, white men and, white women and black men. But also, like, Mm -hmm. that, like, that, the VMAs with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, that's deranged. Like that's crazy. It is deranged. And it's and it's him because he has been like this and he has serious issues. But like you said, he is he he is putting out this image into the world of like that like gives racist people an excuse. It's fuel to the fire to hate like, maybe to hate Taylor him Swift, because he's like, black. And like what happened to her is really sad. But like also like does it perpetuate the idea of the angry black man? Yes. Yes. Like and it's like he he's giving people fuel to the fire. I mean like. Whatever, that's a whole other conversation 100%, to talk about. Yeah. But like, it's, it's but it is a situation that's like an example from even before he was with Kim, because a lot of people are talking about the Kardashian curse, and like, I don't think that the Kardashians like have done enough to help him in that sense as like a member of their I mean, family. They also need help, but but like, I mean, they need help too. But but that's the thing. It's and then I'm like seeing like people like don't blame Kim for her husband's mental illness. I'm like I'm not, but she needs to like take responsibility that like he cannot. He, he cannot do this. He cannot be saying he's running for president. He tweeted last night, I will beat Biden off of write-ins. Twice. I need me and Rhi to have Jay open every one of our albums out of respect and lineage. lineage. And Drake and Nikki have Wayne open up every one of their albums. Wayne, goat, 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 triple goat, yeah, spelled wrong. It's like, just, what is, and then he tweeted, I would like to apologize to my wife, Kim, for going public with something that was a private matter. I did not cover her like she has covered me. To Kim, I want to say, I know I hurt you. Please forgive me. Thank you for always being there for me. It's, it's, this is just like the line in, in pop culture where it, it crosses being funny and, and a joke. Just like when everyone thought Trump being president would be a joke, and that was like a funny moment in pop culture, and now four years later, this is what we're continuing to live through. Yeah. This is where we need to separate this idea of, celebrities giving us constant entertainment and take a step back and be like this is real life this is real life and like we cannot continue to allow this man to affect our world in this way um but you know whatever i mean we're just two people who have a podcast saying this but like people need to listen and do that (laughs) but then then he's like his buddy elon musk you know who he's hanging out with at his house like both wearing like orange like have they were like we're matching because he had an orange shirt on and there was orange and elon musk shirt it was so stupid but then elon musk tweeting last night or the night before um pronouns suck bad like horrifying and also like probably not probably a terrible person also Elon Musk like a bad person and then it's like Grimes tweeting at him turn off your phone I love you like but I know this isn't your heart like call me it's like these women like having to like make statements for these men who are trash men also these women who are crazy Kim and Grimes are both a lot but it's like 
I don't know. And but then it's like then it's then the people on Twitter are, you know, turning on them. Like you got like I said, you know, I did say the Kardashians need to do more to support Kanye. I do believe that, but they're not also not to blame for him being this way because he's this way because it's he's mentally ill. Yeah. So it is it's hand in hand. You can critique the Kardashians and also be like, okay, but like they can't actually like control this man unless it's they, like, like get him. It's like if a fire's burning, it's gonna burn. But yeah. if you put lighter fluid on, it's gonna exactly. burn. Exactly. If you and, don't like, try the and Kardashians stop it. are lighter fluid. Like exactly. Kardashian, or Kanye was already a fire burning and then the Kardashians were literally like dumping exactly. and dumping it. All um, their shit and yeah. their, you know, publicity and their the way they live in the public eye is so incredibly toxic. Yeah. It's it just, can't be good for him. So much important shit is happening in this year. It's a lot, like we said, it's a sad, in, incredibly sad and scary year. But in terms of culture, so much is happening. And just, you, it's so, it's sad to watch. And it's, it is. it's sad to see, like, this also happening simultaneously. Yeah. But I mean, like, hopefully, which I don't know if it will, because people don't want to talk about it, but it opens an important conversation about mental illness and also getting help for that and also like but also, let's like, not make taking, light of these situations and take shit seriously also yeah like do not we said it before but like don't fucking write his name in I know I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast would do that but no but it is it's just like nobody as much as this year has been so serious and so much has, that has been happening has been so intense and like you said sad and upsetting and like depressing there are still people out there who like just do not take anything seriously agreed and yeah it's 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 sad i mean obviously we're going to continue to watch this play out um but insane yeah wow what an episode i mean emotional journeys emotional journeys important topics i mean these are my favorite things though like when we get to talk about the way that uh all these things are impacting culture in general Mm -hmm. those are like what to me that's like really what matters you know no totally i mean like we ever thought we were gonna have a lighthearted episode like literally ever never what how how because everything in some way connects to something else and yeah. then it's like a thousand things and then we're like, like how many talking about life, episode liberty, alone, the pursuit of happiness. How many things in this episode alone like connected back to each other? Everything. Literally. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Screaming Pod. Rate, review, and subscribe on yes. Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten a new review in a while, so like I know somebody out there who listens every week hasn't given us a review yet. Take five minutes out of your day and please do that as a birthday gift to me. Oh yeah, birthday gift for sure. Also, happy birthday, Meg. Thank you. I mean, what a way to celebrate a weekend in Long Beach ending with a recording of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, love you, Meg. Love you, too.